Greetings. Welcome to a special episode of Get Right for Sunday. Today we're going to do something completely different than what we normally do. We are going to introduce our new first-year field workers. I am Pastor Wright. And I'm Vicar Leeper. And our first field worker is... Morgan Garrett. And... Brandon Johnson. And so today we're going to ask them a bunch of questions and see what happens. Okay. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank Welcome. you. So the first question is, who are you? I'll go with Morgan. Who are you? Well, my name is Morgan Garrett. Uh, I come from Michigan, specifically Tawas. I am a first year, as was previously mentioned, student at uh, Concordia Seminary. And I'm Brandon Johnson. I am uh, originally from central Wisconsin. I'm a recent graduate of Concordia St. Paul. Again, also a first-year student at Concordia Seminary. Well, with that, um, are you both married? Yes. Yes. And your wives' names would be? Hannah. And my wife's Carrie. And how long have you guys been married? Uh, a little over a year. Since June 13th this year. Wow. Counting the days. <laughs> Newlyweds both. So, the next big question. What brought you to the seminary? What, um, why, well, yeah, really, why the seminary? Why, why that career path choice? Well, it's a little bit of a complicated story, but the simple version is, um, even growing up, I had a passion for helping people. And even through high school, I would do things like freely give out rides to kids who didn't have a car. Uh, I volunteered as much as the church as I can could. Um, just things like that. And I was genuinely considering social work uh, in my early years of high school. But as I uh, went through high school, I ended up going to Con Concordia University, Ann Arbor, uh, for a youth event. And while there, um, I learned about the pre-seminary program. I learned about ministry, about how... Uh, through ministry, there are a lot of opportunities uh, to help other people. And after going there, uh, doors kind of started opening. My congregation uh, offered to support me. My uh, or Concordia University Ann Arbor itself had a plethora of scholarships. And I just was kind of compelled by walking through these open doors, so to speak, uh, to go to CUAA uh, into their pre-SEM program. And I've honestly just been kind of following those open doors ever since. Uh, I couldn't give you a direct reason why I'm here, but I know I'm here because uh, God has some sort of plan for me. I always like to joke. I, I'll say, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. What brought you to the Zimbrano? Well, uh, the pastoral ministry was not where I thought I would end up. Um, you know, growing up as a kid, they always ask, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And uh, my father was a large animal veterinarian. And I was like, hey, you know, animals are cool. People are cool. You know, that sounds like not a bad gig. And, and then uh, he's like, well, you got to learn math. And I was like, okay, you know, math is easy. You know, addition, subtraction, I can do that. 
And then uh, high school came, and, and and math got a lot harder. <laughs> and uh, it was it was at that time that we had a pastoral vacancy at my home congregation, and that gave me an opportunity to to kind of help out in in limited ways, and see more and more what the ministry was really about, and. People had had been encouraging me, teachers at the Lutheran grade school and and my pastor, you know, you should consider the ministry. Well, I I was like, those languages, I'm not, I can't do that. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're trying to get the pastoral ministry to escape hard things like math, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. another thing coming in the languages. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and so then you just kind of quit running away as to, so to say from it and um a lot like morgan said just kind of followed the open doors that were given to me mm-hmm. um and presented to really you know feel that this is where i was being led to be see one of the great things is um in the ministry you get to do theological math which is great <laughs> because when you're talking about the trinity you have one plus one plus one which equals one. That's that's great. So theological math, it's great. I liked, Morgan, how you said that you were kind of here because you were driven out of a care for people. And I think that's that's an aspect of the pastoral ministry that not everyone thinks about. Because I think that's what drives me as well. That's kind of what brought me to the seminary and to Vicarage here at Holy Cross was a desire to care for people, but in a very specific way. And I see that in, in Brandon's story, too. You know, coming out from a, a veterinarian family, loving animals, loving people. And I think it's also interesting how often people seem to get dragged into this, too. Uh, so many people come to seminary kicking and screaming. And I think those people often make the best pastors. Uh, I would agree. Well, you guys have had one week of school under your belt, correct? They've heard the syllabuses. They've heard the syllabi. <laughs> yes. Yes. Syllabi. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're academics here. Syllabi. <laughs> How has school treated you so far with your one week of experience? Absolutely blown my mind. <laughs> okay. How so? So, I mean, it started with my systematics class, my intro mm. to systematics. Um it took everything I thought I knew and was like, no. <laughs> and even just the basic principles of how to talk with someone who has a different viewpoint than you. Hmm. Like, that was covered in the first class. Like, how do you engage with someone who uh, is saying something you don't necessarily agree with? Because our brains have a tendency to, you know, sh- either shut off and start thinking of a rebuttal the moment we hear something that's in opposition to what we think. Or we just don't listen at all and ignore them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so learning about a process where you not only listen to the person, but are able to describe their point better than they could. Mm-hmm. And that's where you start. Like that absolutely blew my mind. I knew from that moment, you know, that I was going to learn a lot and yeah. it was exciting. Well, and for our, for our listeners who might not be aware, uh, systematics, what Morgan mentioned is a, a field of theology and a, a type of class of the seminary that gets at kind of the background theology behind what we do. Systematics is about the systems of theology that exist and inform our, our theology, our worldview, how we do church, and how we approach the world. Yeah, it, it's the explanation of doctrine and how to apply it. Uh, I had a very eye-opening experience the same way. 
uh, I was taking class and it was the views of justification. And in Lutheranism, we are the justification kings. This is our wheelhouse. And I, I walked into class very arrogant thinking, what, what else can we know? I, I got the Book of Concord and I was blown away at the different views of justification. And then, like you said, being able to articulate them in listening and hearing instead of, nah, -uh, this is the way it is. And uh, no, it, it is mind blowing. And it, it's very humbling on a lot of aspects. How's your first week, Brandon? I, it, it's a lot of the same, I would say. Uh, very much, you know, graduating with a, a an undergrad degree in theology, uh, being there, you know, being a, a senior in undergrad, they're like, oh, you know, so you know stuff now and you're expected to know stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you get into your first week of classes and it's, I found it comforting to, to go back into a role of, of learning and being able to open my mind as, as much as I can to absorb all of the knowledge that's being thrown at me and, uh, and, and hoping most of it sticks. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's, it's a <laughs> overwhelming wealth of knowledge. <laughs> hoping most of it sticks is definitely one of the biggest concerns. <laughs> I get that feeling of comfort, though, because especially when you've studied theology in undergrad, you're almost afraid, like, do I know everything now? Seminary teaches you very quickly that the answer to that question is no. And the best part is... strong oh, no. Sorry. Uh, and the best part of that is it's exciting to hear the no, right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, for me personally, I came into this even out of undergrad, having a pre-seminary undergrad. It was like I was really worried about the next steps, right? Because I know, you know, out of undergrad, I was like, I couldn't be a pastor today. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I had a lot of fear and a lot of doubt. Uh, but when I got here, I realized, you know my drive and want to be formed into a pastor was going to be fulfilled here, at least as far as it could be here before I get into the ministry and start learning through experience. Yeah. And, and that's a great segue into the next question and concept. So you get to sit at your desk in class. You get to have the professor talk to you. You open your, your, your brain as wide as you can, hoping stuff will stick. This is a vacuum. And you, they're just teaching you good stuff and wonderful stuff. But then how do you apply it? And that's one of the things that field work is to give you a, a glimpse into. By and large, you guys will be here for the weekend services. You guys, as I mentioned, are always invited to anything else that is happening. But you get to see the application of what you're learning, hopefully taking place here at Holy Cross. With that, I know you guys have been to a couple services here. I believe I've given you a tour or at least I've shown you around. What are you looking forward to learning specifically here at Holy Cross? I think for me, um, I, I'm really learning a lot of what you just mentioned, you know, how to apply what I've learned in the practical day-to-day -day sense. You know, we learn you know, these justification, like you mentioned, but how does that apply? How can I use that knowledge to apply it to somebody who needs to hear the grace of God and, and how to do that in a way that is showing the love that they need to hear in that moment, uh, as well as the, you know, practical, which way do you face when you're saying this and that and, <laughs> and uh, you, you know, where to put this and that and, you know, what do you wear and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So um, I guess a lot of the practical 
things from from the the theoretical to the practical and like the practical to the practical, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm in a very much a similar boat to Brandon there in that respect. Just uh, very practical application of things. Um, I've always been interested in the practical side of things of what I've learned, even in undergrad. I mean, my entire senior thesis was a practical theology paper as opposed to going into deeper systematics or historical or anything like that because I knew I couldn't write 30 pages on <laughs> something that wasn't practical. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm very much excited to uh, get the experience because uh, it's the one thing I definitely lacked in undergrad uh, was getting opportunities for that experience because while they were sort of given to me uh, through things such as the STEPS program at Concordia University Ann Arbor, which places uh, pre-SEM guys into churches to help with their ministries. It's oh, a very, wow. it's a great program. Yeah. It's a, it sounds um, like a really cool program. They definitely is. didn't have that in my undergrad. Yeah, no, it's a great program, but where I ended up going was I worked at a daycare mm -hmm. uh, and helped with the Bible study there and helped watch kids there and ended up working full-time in the summer. It was fun. But... Uh, <laughs> um, so I never really got the other side of it, right? Uh, where, you know, what does it look like on Sunday? Where do I stand? That kind of thing. And how do I interact with, you know, uh, well, people who aren't kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very much excited for that. Yeah. It is truly my hope and prayer that uh, Holy Cross provides us uh, with your, your statements, both of you saying, you know, understanding the practicalities of what we do. Those are the exciting things, and they're fun. And uh, I really do hope you see the joy of not just what we do on Sunday, but how that translates into the sanctified life of the members. Well, my next question is kind of off-topic completely. What was the last book you read that wasn't a school book, and why? So I'll admit that I prefer audiobooks because I, to reading makes me sleepy. It says book, so it's a book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, um, uh, I'm a self-professed nerd, and so I've been reading through, listening to uh, The Lord of the Rings um, in, in their book form instead of just the movies. So uh, taking that next step there. <laughs> If I'm thinking back, <laughs> I'd have to say the most recent, most recently I read a book called Ready Player One. Uh, and um, it's about essentially a post-apocalyptic sort of future where everybody kind of sticks their time into a virtual world uh, because the real world, well, it's pretty bad uh, at that point. Um, and what inspired me to read it was the movie was really interesting. I've all, I'm a huge gamer. I like gaming. Uh, so the concept I found very interesting. And it was just nice to read something else, <laughs> something for fun. I haven't read for fun since probably late middle school, early high school, just because once I hit high school, uh, I had to read a lot for school. And I used to love reading when I was younger. So I got Ready Player One and... You know, 400-page book, roughly. Took me about a night, because <laughs> once I start something, and if it's really good, I don't put it down. <laughs> so it was like one day later of doing nothing but reading this book. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but that's probably the most recent one. No, that sounds great. And, well, and I like Brandon's idea of audiobooks. I'll definitely recommend some audiobooks to both of you guys, especially since you have about a half an hour drive up here to the church. 
every week. I know I just finished an audiobook of uh, Robots of Dawn, and I'm in the middle of uh, an audio by Isaac Asimov, and I'm in the middle of an audiobook now called uh, The Blood of Elves. Uh, so there's there's lots of good audiobooks that you can get through the local library. Uh, listen to on your drive up to church and that goes for our listeners as well use your local libraries they have really good resources especially during covid absolutely well the last question i have is um well simply tell me tell us something that normal everybody else doesn't know about you was a special fact or something a unique fact about yourself my, uh, I guess something unique about me is I am an amateur blacksmith. Ooh. I, uh, I got into it probably five or six years ago with a friend group uh, in high school and just kind of slowly accumulated equipment and knowledge. I don't know much, but that's uh, um, a hobby that I enjoy doing wow. uh, outside with my hands, um, especially when it's not too hot. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. I should show you the sword in my office after this. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I guess one of the things I don't tend to advertise about myself <laughs> when it comes to my hobbies is I very much like uh, critiquing movies. Mm-hmm. I got into it probably about a year and a half ago. I started watching a lot of film critics on YouTube. And um, so whenever I go to a movie now, I'll just like I, I enjoy analyzing it. Um, what I liked about it, what I disliked about it, uh, what I think it did well, those kind of things. And uh, I was super proud of myself. I left my first Rotten Tomatoes review <laughs> a couple months ago. You know, big leagues. No. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I enjoy watching movies, despite the fact that I don't watch them that frequently. Uh, time, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, But it, it annoys my wife to death, but I'll critique a movie so much after watching it. <laughs> Yes. Uh, my, my wife does the same thing. She does not particularly like watching movies with me because I want to talk about the theological implications behind everything, even though they're probably not there. But <laughs> it's, it's the lens in which you see things. Mm-hmm. Well, Holy Cross is excited to have you guys. I'm excited to have you guys. Uh, we're in a unique situation that everybody's in, COVID. So uh, you guys will be seen but limited because we're doing everything limited. And I'm going to work my best to get you into the life of the church as much as I can, as much as class allows, and so on and so forth. And it is my hope through this podcast that our members get a a little insight into you so you're not just the new guy sitting up in the chancel, but that you're real people and that you have things to offer and to participate in. Do you guys have any questions for myself, Vicar, about the church, about anything you've seen or haven't seen, heard, or haven't heard? This would be a gotcha question that I told you I wouldn't do. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you kind of put me on the spot here. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, let, let me lay some groundwork a little bit. I'll, I'll put uh, Vicar on the spot. You walked in completely new yes. to this. Um, what did you, what expectations did you walk in with? I think I walked in expecting and hoping that I would get a classic Lutheran church experience. Growing up, I moved around a lot. And so I got to see a lot of churches that did a lot of different things. And that was great. And I'm really glad that I had all of those experiences and these chances to see people trying new things in the church. 
But going out and being a pastor, I really felt like it was important for me to be grounded in what the experience of uh, a well-operating Lutheran church and, and what that looked like. And that's what I was hoping that Holy Cross would provide. And in a certain sense, it's provided that in space. <laughs> Holy Cross is an excellent, well-functioning church that provides a wonderful model for what churches can and do look like in the LCMS. That being said, there's also many unique and interesting things under the surface that make Holy Cross what it is, and not just a not just a copy of every other Lutheran church, but having its own unique character. And I think that really comes out when talking to the people. So if you get the chance in COVID, talk to the members, talk to the people that approach you, because people will. Um, they'll wear their masks, they'll be social distanced, but they'll come up and talk to you and have those conversations, because... Those are the moments that provide not just insight into Holy Cross and into our character here, kind of a character of, of loving each other, of loving our community, of, of desiring to see those in and around us built up. Um, you'll get insight into not only that, but insight into the ministry, because ministry in the end is about people. Uh, the church is the assembly of believers, not just the building, not just the places, but it's really all about people. So hopefully that answers your question, and hopefully that gives you guys some insight as well. Absolutely. Well, with that, I really thank you guys for your time coming out and letting us ask these questions so that others may see and hear a little bit more about you. And do you guys have any parting things you'd like to say as we close out? Uh. My wife and I are super excited to be here. We are very excited for the community aspect. Um, we'd love to get a chance to meet and know you um, as you meet and know us. Yeah, kind of following suit with Brandon there. My wife and I are both very excited uh, to be out here, especially because this church honestly reminds us of our you know, small town Michigan churches so much. Uh, it feels very home homely for us. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, we're excited to get to know everybody, and uh, my wife works as a nurse, so she may not be here uh, every Sunday, but when she is, she is very much happy to talk to you, and we're both, again, looking forward to it. Wonderful. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, listeners, and God's peace and blessings be upon you. Amen.